for only the second time since divisions were created in the Big Ten, i.e. 2011, Ohio State did not place first or they did not tie for first in the division they resided in. There were only two years where that happened. One was 2011, the fluke Luke Fickle year, where they went 6-7. and seven. The other was this past season, where Ohio State went 11-2. and two. In my opinion, that was the second-best Ryan Day team that has existed at Ohio State in his four years here. And this coming season, Ohio State is about middle-of-the-road, above-average in returning production, they're ranked in the top four, three, some even have them at number two in their way too early top 25s. But there are others who firmly believe that the Ryan Day era at Ohio State is only going to get worse and that Ohio State might lose more than two or even more than three regular season games. Before I begin, please hit that subscribe button like this video, and hit the notification bell so you can get notified when I post more content about Big Ten football, Ohio State football. I also talk a lot about Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska. I try and touch on Maryland, Rutgers, talk about Penn State. I try and distribute my time appropriately to every Big Ten team. Talk about the whole conference, talk about teams on the national stage. I'm a college football YouTube channel. So if you love college football, you will love this channel and the awesome content and analysis that it produces. So hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and comment down below your record prediction for Ohio State football in 2023. Now let's get to the main topics of today, which is not just previewing the schedule, talking about who I think Ohio State will or won't beat, talking about their tougher games, their cross-divisional opponents, but also talking about what Ohio State is like going into 2023. What does everyone think about the Buckeyes, and what do I think about the opinions of the media or the other analysts or other YouTube channels or just other people's opinions on Ohio State football in general? And they are kind of mixed. And saying they're mixed is almost an understatement. They're rather divided. There are some who think that Ryan Day is an elite head coach. There are others who think that he is the younger version of Larry Coker. I happen to fall in the former camp. And then there are also those in the middle who think he's good, maybe great, maybe just above average, or maybe just average. But there are certainly camps who think that he is an elite head coach and also those who think he's still being carried by Urban's recruits and Urban's players in the system that Urban Meyer did install at Ohio State. When it comes to Ohio State football as a program, not just their head coach, which, I mean, they're both deeply tied together, but many who fall into the camp that Ryan Day and that Ohio State football are no longer at that elite level, and they are on this downward spiral, or they're slowly, slowly slipping down the hill, think that Ohio State, with their schedule, road games at Notre Dame, at Wisconsin, at Michigan, 
a home game against Penn State, Michigan State, hosting Maryland and Minnesota, that this schedule of theirs that they have, which includes six road games, the most road games Ohio State has played in in several decades, and I think close to half a century, some think that this will result in Ohio State having their worst regular season record and therefore their worst regular season and probably worst team since 2011, a team that went 6-7. and seven. There are others who appropriately think this team is national title contender worthy. I again happen to fall on the side of thinking that Ohio State is still a great program, an elite program. They're well coached. They have a great scheme. They have great talent. They're still recruiting well. But there are some arguments for the other side, although I think some lean too far into that side. But I guess what I'm saying here is I think that it is lunacy. It is lunacy. It's crazy. I think it's asinine to believe that with the talent that is returning at guard, at wide receiver, at running back, with the majority of the defense returning, with the amount of investment and talent in this football team, I think it is asinine to not view Ohio State as a top 10, probably still asinine to not view them as a top 6 team entering 2023. They're solid at quarterback. We know this because of Ryan Day's reputation there. If they're healthy at running back, they'll have one of the best running back rooms in the country. Solid at tight end. Solid at offensive line, especially on the interior with both of their guards returning. Great wide receivers. They have high upside on the defensive line. They're using the portal to retool and reload at secondary. And both of their linebackers and Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers have returned. This team is loaded, and again, this team is well-coached. This team has had the number one efficient offense for two years in a row. This team did something to Georgia that no one has done to Georgia in the Kirby Smart era outside of maybe 2017 Auburn, who was a team that was blessed and cursed in multiple ways. I mean, I can't name a team that was able to do to Georgia's defense what Ohio State did to them in the Peach Bowl outside of Alabama in 2021 in the SEC title game and Auburn in 2017. And that game, the one I just mentioned, the latter, the Auburn one, and the Alabama one, and I would say the Ohio State one, were outlets of anger and frustration from all three of those teams combined with a matchup advantage against a team that at the end of the day was superior to all three of them. 2017 Georgia was better than Auburn that year. Same with Georgia to Alabama and Georgia to Ohio State this past season. But anyway, that was me getting a little off track there. Ohio State is set on offense. Their defense, as I've discussed in a video, which I will link down below, should improve as their time with Jim Knowles as their defensive coordinator will have doubled after the 2023 preseason is over plus they return production there, plus they bring in two of some of the best secondary players in the nation, I, I can't see any reasoning besides maybe a biased dislike against Ohio State 
to pick them to go three and nine or eight and four or to pick them to go ten and three, which Ohio State, they haven't gone ten and three. You have not seen that record since the Jim Tressel era. You haven't. They go they they win eleven games per year or more. And I haven't released my top twenty five video yet, but you will see that in the following week. And you will see where I have Ohio State ranked and my regular season record prediction for them. And you'll kind of get a feel for that right here. And I don't have them going 9-3. and three. I certainly do not have them going 8-4. and four. I don't even think their floor would allow them to go 8-4 and four with the talent they have on deck. Seriously. This channel, as you know, is not biased. It's fair. It looks at facts, it looks at data, and a Michigan fan, me, takes that all in and talks about his opinions. I do not think Ohio State is a 9-3, and probably not even a 10-2 and football team in 2023, even with a tough schedule. They are too good on the offensive side of the ball, they're going to improve on the defensive side of the ball, and hint, their two toughest games, Penn State and Michigan, be one thing if both were on the road but one of them's at home one of them's at home Michigan's on the road Penn State's at home and the road games against Wisconsin and Notre Dame while they look very flashy and those are totally spots where you should look and you should say like hey like those could be trap games or not even trap games those could just be those those could be straight up danger spots where the opposing team is close enough to Ohio State in talent and execution, and with the support of home field advantage, one of those teams could handily beat Ohio State. Those teams are younger than Ohio State in the sense that both of their head coaches and staffs haven't been at those schools the same time Ryan Day and a lot of his staff has been at Ohio State. There's less, there's less staff continuity. There's less staff consistency. Their talent is widely inferior, and partially because of that, they're susceptible to numerous things. Notre Dame, even with Sam Hartman coming there, still got to have questions on how their QB, on how their QB play will function against a defense like Ohio State's or Michigan's or Penn State's that has talent, that has a high upside. There's questions about Notre Dame retooling on the defensive side of the ball. There's questions about Notre Dame and, and game management with Marcus Freeman as their head coach, period, amen. And with Wisconsin, it's year one under Luke Fickle. They're using the portal. They have one of the best coordinator duos in the country, but we've seen, even under some of Paul Christ's most well-coached, more talented teams that the gap between those teams is so big that it's almost impossible to overcome. Plus, it'll be year one. If it was year four and Fickle and his staff were winning and they were improving every year, it'd be one thing, but it's year one. The non-conference schedule outside of Notre Dame is Youngstown State and Western Kentucky. That should be, those should be effortless. Ohio State, of course, opens up at Indiana September 2nd. They host Youngstown State September 9th, host the Hilltoppers September 16th. They travel to Notre Dame September 23rd before having a bye 
September 30th. And then from here on out, of course, they only play Big Ten competition. They host Maryland October 7th, play at Purdue October 14th, host Penn State the 21st. Purdue is a new team. They've been gutted, and they have a new head coach. But seeing that Penn State's likely going to be a big game, and it's Purdue in Ross-Aid Stadium with Ryan Walters, who I think will make out to be a, a solid head coach at the minimum, did very well as the defensive coordinator at Illinois with limited talent, that actually could be a trap game. At Purdue would totally be a game where given what Purdue is and what they've lost, no one would pick Purdue to win. But given its spot right before that Penn State game, which is also right before that road game against Wisconsin, you never know. Just just wanted to put that out there. Penn State's October 21st. Wisconsin, which is a road game, is October 28th. Rutgers will also be a road game November 4th. Michigan State and Minnesota will come to Columbus November 11th and 18th, respectively. And finally, there is the game on November 25th. It'll be four days after my 21st birthday. And Ohio State will travel to Michigan to play for a chance to end a two-game losing streak. And honestly, watching the game... And having my birthday being around the time of the game is one of the greater is one of the greater blessings in my life as a college football fan. Ohio State's toughest games will be hosting Penn State and traveling at Michigan. They haven't beaten Michigan since 2019. If you want to, of course, this is kind of a worthless side note at this point. If you want to count the COVID year as Michigan forfeiting it. As a Michigan fan who's seen Michigan crush Ohio State two years in a row, you can count that win. I really don't care. There was no way, except for maybe one out of 1,000 like universes, there was no way that Michigan was beating that Ohio State team. Just no way. But Ohio State, they're not without questions entering 2023. Their schedule with the amount of road games they have, with the amount of possible trap games they have, the way the schedule's all aligned, it is tough. Like, at Purdue, then hosting a likely will be ranked in the top five or top ten Penn State team, then traveling to Wisconsin after that, that that's a tough stretch. Honestly, it, it's not a long, tough stretch. Part of that's because Ohio State, of course, is by far the most talented team in the Big Ten. But at Purdue, that could be a sneaky game. Penn State is going to be tough. I know that James Franklin hasn't beaten Ohio State since what feels like to be the Stone Age in 2016, but he's played competitively with them. Penn State actually has worse returning production numbers than both Ohio State and Michigan, but they return most of their O-line. They return both their running backs, and they got Dante Cephas in the portal. I think with their new wide receivers coach, you'll see better development there. And Drew Aller, I think that if he plays at the level Sean Clifford did this past season, and Penn State's defense will probably retool, that'll be a top 10, top possibly top 5 product traveling into Columbus. And it will be a team that will be able to run the football. They'll have a veteran O-line. And Ohio State's D-line, as much as I love Larry Johnson, it, it hasn't been what I thought it would be over the past two years. So Penn State, not going to be a pushover team, nothing to overlook there. And after that Penn State game, 
traveling to Wisconsin, that could be a game where Ohio State's a little tired after that Penn State matchup, and Wisconsin's going to be excited. Luke Fickle, I think there will be a personal spin to it, as he is a Buckeye himself. He coached at Ohio State under Meyer, under Trestle. He was their interim head coach. His most recent job was in Ohio at Cincinnati. I think there will be a personal motivation in spin. And Wisconsin, by the way, starting this past season, they had the same deal that Wisconsin had with Michigan, where they were going to play him every year for half a decade. So that could be a little bit of a rivalry there. Like Fickle versus Day, Wisconsin versus Ohio State. That could be, there could be a little rivalry spin there that gives the Badgers some juice when they play Ohio State because of the the connections that Fickle has with Ohio State. The Michigan game, of course, is the biggest question mark. Notre Dame, look, they have Jared Parker as their offensive coordinator. I, I personally, I don't know much about Jared Parker. I just know that his two years as offensive coordinator were disasters at West Virginia. That's probably more has to do with Neil Brown than anything. But listen, I don't think Notre Dame is going to be beating Ohio State. They might compete with them for a half or three quarters like they did this past season, but they don't have the offense and they don't even have the defense. They don't have what it takes to beat Ohio State. They don't. They do not have what it takes. Just plain, period, amen. Hosting Minnesota before the Michigan game, I also find that interesting. Again, this schedule, I think, is sneakily tough. And I've said this before about some schedules, but the way everything's aligned, Minnesota and Purdue before Penn State and and Michigan, kind of interesting there. Just a little thought. But look, I think Ohio State's going to crush Indiana, Youngstown State, Western Kentucky. They'll they'll beat Notre Dame solidly. I think they'll start 4-0 in the month of September. Maryland, Purdue, those are going to be wins. I think the Penn State-Ohio State game will probably be an undefeated matchup. And look, neutral site, I would take Ohio State. Even in Beaver Stadium, I would probably, probably, but not by a large margin, I'd probably take Ohio State to win in Beaver Stadium, even against this Penn State team. I'm certainly going to take them in Columbus. Penn State has a much better chance at beating Michigan than they do Ohio State, mainly because of the home field advantage. Wisconsin, that could be a very tough game, but it's on the road. First-year head coach Luke Fickle, the roster's largely going to be new. I'd say Ohio State goes undefeated in October as well as September. 8-0 heading into the Rutgers game, which should be a blowout. Michigan State just, look... Quick comment on Mel Tucker and Michigan State. The way they play football right now, they will never match up with Ohio State well, and they will never beat Ohio State. The way they currently play football, the way they scheme, even the way they recruit. They recruit well at D-line, wide receiver. They're barren at secondary recruiting, which means as long as Brian Hartline is there recruiting wide receivers, you will never, not going to say never, it is very unlikely you will see Michigan State beat Ohio State. And the talent gap, all of that, 
It's similar with Minnesota on regards to talent gap, except Minnesota lacks in offense what Michigan State lacks in secondary. I think, once again, Ohio State's going to go into that Michigan game 11-0. I think Michigan, home field advantage, they return so much more production than Ohio State does. They're fifth, they're third when only looking at Power 5 teams. They return so much on offense, so much on defense. They have a top 15 portal class. And their recruiting, while it has fallen off, they still have gotten a few five stars, and they've gotten more than enough four stars to reload and retool where they lost starters. Very underrated wide receiver room. The defensive tackle room was very deep last year. It'll be deep again this season. I do think the Wolverines do beat Ohio State again. I mean, there's been arguments that in 2021 and 2022, just from how Ohio State played in the postseason compared to how Michigan played, that Ohio State overall was the better team, that Ohio State was more fit to win a national title than Michigan, and Michigan still beat them by double digits. That has to do a lot more with matchups than whether I think which than whether I think Team A or Team B is better than the opposite on a neutral field, or if matchups didn't matter. Matchups are a part of the sport. They just are, and they don't favor Ohio State in the game anymore like they used to. Did you know that Michigan in 2016 and 2018 was viewed as the more efficient football program by the computers? In fact, Michigan in 2016 was viewed as the better team, period, amen, by the computers according to Ohio State. But Ohio State, mainly because of better quarterback play, but also because better run game, better running backs, better head coach, they had the matchup advantage. So even when Michigan was more efficient with their talent, or if Michigan had the wider average margin of victory against the average Big Ten team compared to Ohio State, well, Ohio State was mentally tougher, ran the ball more, and ran the ball better. You know, J.K. Dobbins and Ezekiel Elliott that's better than Davion Smith and Karan Higdon, for example. When you have those matchup advantages, you can be, in theory, the overall worst team and win. And that's what the computers thought between Ohio State and Michigan in 2016, when the victor at the end of the year was viewed as the slightly worst team by ESPN's FPI. And look at 2022's FPI. Ohio State was viewed as the superior team at the end of the season. And yet, Michigan beat them by 22 points on their home field. So matchups have a lot to do with that, with, with any game. And the game, especially, that's all about matchups. So I'm thinking Ohio State's going to go 11-1. I very well could see 10-2. Again, road games at Notre Dame, at Wisconsin, a home game against a Penn State team who I think has a very good chance to go 11-1 themselves, which would be James Franklin's first 11 regular season ever, and it would be Penn State's first 11-win regular season since the mid-2000s and the Joe Paterno era. So Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, those are the teams that are competing for the East. I think Ohio State's schedule and their team, despite having some question marks and some spots where you look and you might make a funny face or you might your heart rate might increase by a few beats per minute. I think this team's solid. This team's elite. 
They return an All-American linebacker in Tommy Eichenberg. They return unicorns at wide receiver in Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka, and a unicorn on the D-line in JT Tuimalau. Jim Knowles is a proven defensive coordinator. Brian Hartline, who's promoted to offensive coordinator, is a proven developer of talent, proven motivator, one of the best assistant coaches there is, and Ryan Day is a proven play caller. So the noise that you hear, which is often clickbait to try and get the attention of your fan base, that Ohio State is on this downhill, maybe they're right, but the games play themselves, and I don't think any, I don't think there's a whole lot of evidence to support that theory, where there is a lot of evidence to support the theory that Ohio State's still a great team. They're going to win 11, possibly 12, maybe in some low points, 10 games a year, and some years they'll compete for a national title. It's just they have a matchup problem with Michigan. And that could be rectified in 2023. Give you a hint, I think that that game, the game in 2023, will be a closer matchup than the prior two years. But thank you all for watching. It's going to be the end of this video. If you liked it, I encourage you to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts down below. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you guys around. Bye.